Welcome to Second Chance Church with Pastor Derek Aldridge. Praise the Lord, everybody. We serve a wonderful God who's worthy of the praise. And we ask right now that you prepare yourselves to give God glory. Put those hands together. Sing about the goodness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless the Lord, everybody. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that within me. Hallelujah.
throne. Father, we love you. We esteem you great. And we bless your name. This is the day you've made, and we're rejoicing and we're glad. Father God, we thank you for keeping us all week long and bringing us yet to another opportunity to gather together, oh God, to give you praise. Father God, one thing is for sure, you are wonderful and you are worthy of our praise. So God, we're asking now that you forgive us of anything we may have done, God, that would cause us not to be able to go forth in this worship service. But God, we ask that your anointing will come and destroy every yoke of bondage right now in Jesus' name. I speak freedom, Father God, in the name of Jesus, over every situation, God, under the sound of my voice and all through the airwaves. God, I pray that you be glorified and that you be praised today. And as you do, as we do the lifting, God, that you would do the drawing. For you said if you be lifted, you would draw all men, women, boys, and girls unto you. So God, we ask now that you receive our praise in the mighty, majestic name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. He is the mighty God. We welcome you to Second Chance Church. We thank God for you being here. We thank God for those that are here in our congregation today. God is an awesome God. I just want you to remember that um, we're getting close to election time. And we need everybody to get out and go vote. We're going to do a food drive this week on Tuesday from 12, from two to two to two to six. And it's gonna happen at Beecher uh, High School, at the old Beecher High School, right in front of the football stadium. Beecher High School is hosting it, and it's, a, a it's getting people registered to vote. But you can now go vote at your precinct. You can vote absentee ballot now here in the state of Michigan. So I'm just encouraging you. This is one of the most important elections in our lives and you need to remember this our parents voted for us to have something better and you need you young people especially our young people you need to go to the polls and vote this year it's so important we thank god for you coming in and sharing with us today and being a part of our worship service we just want you to know we love you and we'll be back in just a moment the Lord. Um, this song has is a request and it, uh, at the, the service someone said can you all please sing Jesus is the only God. And so we want to sing that today and we pray that it blesses you and that God is honored. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. God we love you.
chapter starting at verse 1 it goes from verse 1 through 11 and I think I'm going to read the whole 11 verses this morning again we're glad to have you coming in on our on our live stream Oh, what a God we serve. You know, when you think about God and how good and gracious he's been to us, I know you can't help but to say, oh, what a God we serve. Scripture says, but Jonah was greatly displeased and he became angry. And he prayed to the Lord, O oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That's why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamities. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for it's better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, have you any right to be angry? Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made a shelter, sat in the shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But at dawn, the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and he said again, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do. He said, I'm angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you've been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend to it or make it grow. It sprung up overnight and it died overnight. 
Verse 11 says, but Nineveh, Nineveh had more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and many cattle as well. God said, should I not be concerned about the great city? Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for praise and worship today. We admit and confess that you are a mighty God. So we ask that this word go forth, that there be healing, deliverance, and somebody saved today. In the name of Jesus, we praise you and we give you thanks. Amen. going to talk about still not satisfied. Still not satisfied. God is concerned about our motives. God is not interested in just what you do. But why? There are a lot of Christians that are in the body of Christ with the wrong motives. The Bible says that whatever we do for the Lord should not be done for show. Because if we receive our ward down here, then we won't receive our in heaven. So the question today is, what's your motive for serving the Lord? All of our mission should be to win lost souls for Christ. Someone said the other day that the church has stopped fishing. And now all we do is maintain the aquarium. All, do, all we do is to work hard to keep what we caught. Yeah. But that's not what we've been called for. What is your motive? Jonah is pouting. Jonah is angry because God is merciful and compassionate. So God asked Jonah a question in verse 9. Do you have a right to be angry? The Bible warns us about anger. The Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. James 1 and 19 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So the Bible says over and over again that we have to watch our anger. So Jonah's mad. And he's popping off to God. So God asked Jonah a question, but Jonah has no response. The Bible says that he went out and he sat down at a place east of the city. Jonah ignored God. I just want you to know today, it's, it's dangerous to ignore God. Ignore me, but not God. Ignore your wife, ignore your wife or your husband, but not God. You get in serious trouble when you ignore God. God's too powerful for any of us to ignore. God's the only one I know that can take a crooked stick and hit a straight lick. God can tiptoe while standing still. He's the only one that I know that he's already where he's getting ready to go. Don't ignore God. Jonah, you know, he should have known better. He should have remembered what happened the first time he disobeyed God. The Bible says that God asked Jonah a question, but he did not respond. And he went out of the city and he sat where he could see everything that was going on in the city. 
The Bible says he was watching to see what was going to happen to the city. He made him a shelter. He went to watch. Some people are on live stream just to watch. There are some people that come to church just to watch. He went to watch. In spite of God saying that he was going to spare the city, here the preacher was hoping that God was going to still destroy it. Now, the man of God got something going on in his heart. His reputation was at stake with his people. So he sat down to watch to see if God was going to destroy this city. Sometimes it's hard to change a hater. Once hate gets in your heart, it becomes like cancer or clogged arteries in your heart. And a lot of us have it and don't even know it. Well, you get clogged arteries and blockage from smoking and not eating right, not exercising. Blockage takes time. It accumulates over a period of time. Hating takes time. It accumulates over a period of time. It comes from not getting the it comes from not getting the right spiritual diet. It comes from not studying your word and praying. Hating comes from spiritual malnutrition. And once you get it, you can't see it. And you believe that nothing's wrong with you. you. You're in denial. Everybody else has a problem. And when you become a hater, you don't want anybody to be happy. Jonah sat back to wait to see if the city was going to be destroyed. Have you ever seen someone who is deciding in their mind that you can't make it? They just sit back waiting and hoping that something bad happens to you. Some people want you to fall so bad until they dream about you. They'll come up and say, I dreamed about you last night. And they will cast evil and destruction in your life. And they'll warn you and tell you that they're praying for you. Well, you have to be careful about who you let pray for you these days. Because you don't know what they're praying about. <laughs> I like, how, I like how God dealt with Jonah because Jonah was wrong from the start. Verse 5 says that Jonah went out and sat down in a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter. He sat in the shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. Jonah wasn't happy about the 120,000 people in Nineveh that got saved. Jonah was happy about his comfort and his vine. I, I want to say that sometimes God will give you comfort even when you're wrong, even when you're disobedient. You see, sometimes we think the reason that we have such a comfortable life is because we've done so many good things that we're not a bad person. But God sometimes will give us comfort in our wrongness. Remember, all the comfort that we have comes from God. And just like God can give you comfort, he can snatch it away. My Bible says that the Lord provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. That means that this plant didn't just grow up on its own. God provided it. 
all through the book of Jonah, it talks about God providing. In chapter 1, verse 4, the Lord sent a great wind. In chapter 1, verses 17, but the Lord provided a great fish. God can make you successful overnight if he wants to, but he can also bring you down that same night. Job said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So we need to realize today that our lives are in God's hand. So the person that we ought to try to satisfy is God. And it does not matter who is displeased as long as God is getting his glory. So, so my Bible said God provides a vine to give Jonah, Jonah shade for his head to ease his discomfort. The King James Version uses the word his grief. We have to be careful in this season not to take our blessings for granted. Verse 7 says, I want you to watch with verse 7. Because just when you think everything is going well, a but will show up in your life. Jonah has ignored God. He's sitting under a shade that God has provided. He's enjoying himself. The Bible says that he's happy. He's just sitting back watching to see if God is going to change his mind and destroy the city. He's sitting back hoping to see destruction. Verse 7 says, but at dawn, the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. In other words, Jonah thought everything was okay. The Bible says he was happy. He, he laid down and went to sleep. And when he got up the next morning, his comfort was gone. God provided a worm that ate the shade. God sent an undercover worm. The worm was on an undercover assignment. Jonah didn't know what was taking place. He was laying there with his shades on, cooling it, living the life, waiting on destruction to come to the city, and God was working on him all the time. And I just want you to know, when you think that you're just cooling and chilling it, God will be working on your life. And what that says is that God is in charge of our comfort, but he's also in charge of our discomfort. My Bible says that the Lord provided a worm. The vine grew up one day and was gone the next day. Here today, gone tomorrow. God provided a worm. I want you to know there's a possibility there's a worm in your neighborhood. Don't get too comfortable with the, where you are and, and what you're doing or what you think you're doing. There's a worm that might be in your neighborhood. Verse 8 says, when the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head. First, God provided a worm to eat up the shade. Now he provides a scorching east wind and the sun to blaze on Jonah's head. Jonah had a, a nasty spirit. And what God is doing is he's working on Jonah's spirit. The Bible said the sun blazed so hot on Jonah's head that he almost fainted and wanted to die. Isn't it strange how God can work on you and he, when he gets through with you, you can say, I, I'm ready to give up on life. The text says, Jonah said, it'd be better for me to die than to live. Well, that's the same thing that Jonah said in verse 3. Lord, if you're going to save the Ninevites, take my life. You have to be careful. When you tell God to take your life. Because what God can do is just stop giving you life. 
He can make it so miserable that you wish you were dead. I, I've learned from this text that I can do much better by rejoicing in your success than hating on you. I'll be, I'll do much better by feeling good about what God has done for you over against feeling bad about how God is blessing you. Jonah had a, he had a serious problem. Jonah is in the God family. Jonah was saved. He was a born again believer. Jonah was an ambassador for the Lord. You expect the unsaved to talk like Jonah's talking. You expect the unsaved to bask in somebody's destruction. But too many times you find born again Christians that have a nasty spirit and want to see other people fall. Jonah says it's better for me to die and not live. Then God goes to Jonah again in verse 9. He says, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? Jonah responds, I do. I'm angry enough to die. Have you ever been around the saved and they talk like somebody unsaved? Here's a man that ought to be rejoicing in the Lord, but he's grumbling and complaining. I ask the Lord all the time to deliver me from gripers and complainers. I'm grateful for my church family because we don't have people who are always griping and complaining and moaning and whining. Always got to have things their way. Deliver me from those who have not learned how to rejoice in the goodness of God. Verse 10 says, but the Lord said, you've been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. What God was saying is, Jonah, you're more concerned with things that are temporary. And there may be somebody that's listening today that's more concerned about you, what you wear on the outside and not concerned about what's growing on the inside. We're more concerned about how we look than how we really are. I want you to know I have something on the inside that's more important than what I'm wearing on the outside. I have something on the inside that's more important than this house I'm living in. You know, every now and then I ride down the street where I grew up. And over the years, I noticed how time was taking a toll on my old home. I would ride by and the roof was falling in. Then, then a little later I came by and the windows and doors were gone. And one day I came by and my old home was gone. Well, whether you know it or not, time is taking a toll on every one of us. Time is going to tear all of our old buildings down. So if I base my life on everything I have now, it's not going to last very long. God said, Jonah, I've been telling you that I was going to save Nineveh. And you've been around pouting and complaining and ignoring me. Jonah, you're more concerned about a plant than you are people. You didn't plant it. You didn't water it. You didn't cause it to grow. He, God says, I made those people down in Nineveh. I prepared every one of those people for you to preach to to repent. And Jonah, you're complaining over something that does not even belong to you. You know the stuff that we put so much value in won't be here but a little while. I want you to think about it just for a moment. Everything that means something to you, most of that stuff won't be here very long. You say, I'm upset over my job. Your job's not going to last forever. Jobs are closing down every day. You say, I'm upset over my health. You won't be here long. No way. Our health is failing us every day. You say, I'm upset over my children. They're going to be grown and gone soon. You say, I'm upset over my spouse. Or you, oops, your spouse is not going to be here forever. You got to remember that everything around us is just temporary. The reality is all of us here are just for a moment. So I thank God for Jesus. 
Jesus. I thank God that he's here forever. And I'm so glad that I put my hand in the hand of a person that won't ever leave me. I'm glad about it that he's always with me. So I'm not going to let anybody or nobody stop me from, from getting to the Lord. Because one of these days, it won't be nobody but me and the Lord. And I'll have to give, give an account for myself. I'm closing now. I wish I could tell you that Jonah got his act together. I wish I could tell you that Jonah straightened up. But the Bible closes with Jonah still pouting. The Bible closes with Jonah still walking around with a frown on his face. The chapter ends with Jonah still sitting outside the city, angry with God. I just want to encourage you this morning. Don't let your book close the same way. Don't let the book of life close on you and you pouting about what God is doing because God is in control. He knows your thoughts even before you think them. He knows where you're going before you leave home. God is in control. He's got so much power that he can speak and man will lie down and die. And then he can speak and man can get up again. No need of complaining. No need of crying. No need of power. No need of hating. Because God is in control. Years ago, I was riding down the street in New Orleans. And I saw a sign, on the, a sign on the side of the road that said if you littered, it was a $500 fine. But you remember some years ago that God allowed a storm to come through New Orleans. And that storm tore the whole city up. That storm tore houses and threw, threw them up in trees. That storm threw litter all over the city, turned over garbage cans, turned over trucks and cars, dumped trash from one end of town to the other. And I've not heard of one law enforcement agent writing God a ticket for littering. Have I got a witness? I have not heard of one warrant out for God's arrest for destruction of property. Can I tell you why? Because God is in control. And he does whatever he wants to do whenever he gets ready. So I made up my mind and I'm going to serve him for the rest of my days. But let me tell you, it's dangerous to quit on God. God does not need you and I. The God I serve, he doesn't need anybody. Because he can take a nobody and make somebody out of them. He's able to take nothing and make something out of it. I count it joy to be used by God. Every time he gives me another chance to tell the word, I want to tell it everywhere I go. I don't mind telling a dying world that God is real. And God is able to do anything but fail. Well, there might be somebody sitting in here today listening. Or somebody that's out there live streaming. And you're saying, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know why I'm so negative all the time. If I was Jonah, I would have reflected back on my life. And I would have said, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some lonely days and some restless nights. But when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Is there anybody out there that knows that God has been good to you? Open doors, made ways out of no ways. 
provided food for you, watched over you last night. God is an awesome God. He's been, you need to think about the goodness of God. And the, and the text says he's a compassionate God and slow to anger. And I thank God that he's slow to anger. David said, I, 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 God, I need, if you'll whip me. He says, whip me with your tender mercies. And if God is going to give me a whipping, I want him to whip me with his tender mercies. Because that means he still got his hand on me. You need to thank God right now that God has his hand on you. Thank you, Lord. For how you kept us. How you watched over us. How you blessed us. How are you keeping our family during this season? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. There might be somebody out there today that doesn't know you, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I'm talking about. And if he could turn the Ninevites around, he could turn your life around. No matter how low you might be today, he'll reach down. And pick you up. All you have to do is just give the Lord your hand today. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. That God raised Jesus from the dead. He said thou shalt be saved. So I just want you to take this time to really think about what's your motive. What about your relationship? Don't let your chapter end like Jonah's chapter end. God's been too good to us. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. God bless you. We love you, Minister JT. He's an awesome guy.
take away your sin. Call upon him and ask him to save you. Save you. It's just that simple. Hallelujah. We honor the Lord and we thank him for this wonderful word today. We thank him for this wonderful worship experience. If you were the one that was touched by this message, reach out to us here at Second Chance Church. We love you. We're praying for you. We believe in God that you're going to have a wonderful week. Just continue to make sure that you are giving God the praise and watching him do some miraculous things in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Second Chance Church, The Praise Factory.